Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. All right, dude, calm down. You got your fucking moment. Something good for ya. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the something good for you podcast where each and every week we sit through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week now i'm one of your two co-hosts alex stiff and across from me as always we've got captain nun hey what's up y'all and this week we have jared Wooten. hey jared's here <laughs> hey guys what's up hey dudes let's <laughs> gonna say wrong guy <laughs> Say, that's I was thinking of the video that we did uh, where we when we introduced Justin. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jared I was gonna say, but, but the way you said it, you sounded like Justin. I did kind of do that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So that's, so that's what I thought you were going with. I just have a high pitched yeah, dude. I guess. But yeah, for folks that uh, <coughs> fucking diet chicken, coke. I was gonna say chicken nugget. That's <laughs> what it is. For folks that may not be aware, Jared, yeah, used to play drums with us for a little bit, but you are also still and currently the drummer for the Body Bags. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. And you guys actually have a new single that released last week, which was at the tail end of that Halloween spectacular episode. Oh, yeah, bud. And I was really stoked to know that was going to be the single because I had heard you guys play it live, but I don't hear slash pay attention to song names. And it's like, you know live shows, especially... Uh, Tommy's it can wind up be a situation where it's like you hear a lot of guitar and a lot of harmony yeah. you can't exactly pick something out 100% you hear the next time you're okay I kind of kind of know this song mm-hmm. just be like Ozzy when he plays live like he introduces every song he's like this is a song called this this is a song <laughs> called this literally every song I had a DVD where he did that shit but I always remember liking that one so when you sent me the track I was like oh fuck yes that's the song so yeah I was really glad that's the track so, it, and even the production quality I really enjoyed that where'd you guys uh, record it we recorded a uh, Dead Peasant Studio up in Elkin North Carolina with uh, Brandon Hemby that's where, mm-hmm. I, that's where I got that uh, JCM from Oh, word, yeah. And uh used to play with the Seduction. Yeah. I don't know his current band. Um, I don't... Oh, he used uh, to do Graves of Gods, thing? I think it's what it is. Say what? Was it a country thing, wasn't it? He's uh, recording Biggins, Biggins is doing the country oh, okay. thing. Got it, got yeah. it. Yeah, and Biggins used to be uh, the singer for the Seduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Brandon... That's where I got my wires. But Brandon crossed. records all the country stuff, too, with yep. him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that uh, Brandon's been getting a lot of work lately, because I'd always seen his name attached with like doing uh, DSR stuff. But uh, DSR, Van Huskins, I think the Hooligans have recorded up there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Charlotte folks have recorded Trash up there. Trash Room just recorded, uh, I think, an album with him. They just put it out maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and like I said, production was really good on man. So it's, it's one of those situations where it feels like as time has gone on, y'all have just slowly honed it in more. And this is like so far my favorite stuff y'all have done so far. I appreciate so, it, man. I'm looking forward to where it's going for you guys. Thank you. Can I can I produce the next one? <laughs> Maybe we might be going back with Brandon though, because we do. She's got cool we shit. Well, I mean, we like we like what what he's produced with this one, and I mean, it would be nice to like try other things out. Um, so I guess you're, we could at least we could at least like do a single with someone else, you know? I hear you. One or two tracks. Once you get comfortable with somebody, it's kind of hard to break away from. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's honestly the best recording experience I've ever had. What made um, it different? He was just really relaxed, um, and. 
he would, didn't really try to butt in. Like, if anything didn't sound good, he was like, okay, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, Dustin and I knew um, the direction we wanted to go with all the songs because we had had um, all of them at least four years, probably. Oh, wow. So y'all have been fine-tuning them We've and everything for a long time, for too. For a while, yeah. And then uh, there's a one song on there, Endless Ravenous. We've had, I think we've got everything worked out in January of 2015. So, yeah. I mean, coming up on almost five years for that song. Well, and So that's another one. How many songs did you guys uh, record? Five songs. Okay, okay. So, so you got an EP coming. Yeah. Cool. So when's, so what's going to be the plan for that? So what are you doing on that? Um, we got a... Partnered with a Hobo Wolfman Records. Yeah, he's label gonna, mates. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's going to... Uh, Shout out to Hobo Wolfman. Yeah, helping us all get the good CD, fucking Charlotte bands. CD going with that. And, um, you know, maybe maybe do something down the, down the line with them again. Mm-hmm. But uh, got the CD, or the EP, yeah. on a CD format. <laughs> and then... Um, When's that coming? Not sure right now. Okay. Maybe... To be determined. Yeah, to be determined. <laughs> Probably in November sometime. <laughs> oh, okay. So pretty soon. Yeah. Okay, got it. Because usually when people are like, I don't know yet, maybe that, that, that sounds like that's months and months out, but this, oh, no, this would be something quick. Relatively soon, yeah. Okay, Definitely cool. before the end of the year. Oh, cool deal. Awesome. Yeah. Well, listening to the new songs live, and you and I have been talking about this for a minute, about how y'all approached vocals on this new record, too. Like, live, y'all have been doing, uh, you and Dusty are doing a lot of harmonies and everything, too, and y'all... Yeah. Played around with that in the studio a little bit too. A little bit, you were yeah. telling me. Um, and that and that was something that I noticed when I heard it live too, just to kind of piggyback on Cap. And that's why I was saying it's like that was one of them that always stuck out to me going, Ooh, I like that because I liked your addition, you know, doing vocal because I like your vocal style. Because you, you're too. always just like, Oh, I can't sing, I can't sing. Well, I can't fucking sing either, but I make work with what I have. And that's exactly what you do. You are a perfect secondary to Dustin's main. It works really well. Well, I appreciate that, man. Um, I'm always down on myself about the vocals, but I mean, I try. Um, it makes you all unique too. Well, yeah. it's also tough to do. You're a drummer. You're it, right? objectively kind of, you know, doing the most, you know, physical work, you yeah. know, while trying to do something. So it's gotten really hard over the past couple of years too, because I've gotten fatter, <laughs> taking on, Fuck. taking on more of a, more of the singing role. It's like, all right, got to do the, the songs, where I'm, the songs where I'm singing, like, a good majority of the track, it just fucking kills me live. <laughs> I bet. Sorry for sorry for cussing. <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> so modest I thought, now. <laughs> I thought you said you listened to the show. <laughs> I don't. He's, he's always so this modest too, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's so polite. So on shadows. Um, you kind of just take a little bit with the chorus. Is there any other songs on the record where you take a little bit more of a predominant vocal role? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we have a song called Castles, Coffins, and Caves. Um, it's, the vocals go, Dustin and I both sing the chorus together. Mm-hmm. Um, the first verse he sings, he's predominantly like up front, and I do a little bit of backings. And then with the second verse, I sing... With him in a backing position, Got it. and then the third one we do together. Nice, kind of like with uh, the chorus, and then um, towards the end, and of course live, we have a dusty guitarist, and then uh, Jason who plays bass mm-hmm. singing uh, the backings. Awesome. Oh, cool. So nice. Cool. So what? yeah, it definitely sounds like you are kind of working a little bit more the the vocal dynamics. Yeah. What's the name Jason, of it? Jason uh, actually has a really good 
dynamic. I think he has a good ear for it. So he's yeah. he's trying to work work in helping us sing, taking some of the load off. But places like Tommy's, um, it's two mics and it don't really <laughs> not, <laughs> carry not that a lot little. of room. So, <laughs> so two mics usually gets the job done. Right. Plus, if you really want to be heard, you can just scream. Right. <laughs> well, that's a positive of a place like yeah. Tommy's. Is oh, yeah. that you can just be like, "What's up?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't even need this microphone. Nope. Tony did that at the Super Jet show. Right. I think he did that at the Atlanta show with Jared too. He. Oh uh, yeah, it was this night we played with Jared in Atlanta. You did the whole thing where it's just like, "Oh, oh yeah, you did this microphone." Oh, okay. yeah, well, yeah, I was yeah. talking about Tony at Super Jet, and then yeah. you said he when we played with Jared, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, Tony never played. fucking played with Jared." Oh, no, no, I'm like, no, no, "What?" No. <laughs> Playing dirt bag and body bag shows. I'm but... say, I've never seen Super Jet. Or, I've yet to see Super Jet. <laughs> I'm, I was I was just very confused. I was like. <laughs> Yes, I yes, I did too. pull that uh, when we played. Uh, actually, I said the venue earlier. What? Smiths. Smiths. When we played Smiths Old Bar, uh, yeah, the the crowd was uh, sparse enough to where I was like, I don't even need this fucking microphone. What's up, guys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, there was, and there was much rejoicing. Yeah, it was like Jackson <laughs> from the radio station and the handful of friends he brought, and then like the couple other people still hanging out. I just remember seeing that staircase pulling up to it and thinking. Fuck! <laughs> I hope we're not playing up there because I brought it. We didn't. It'll still, it'll still a cramped load in, but thankfully we didn't have to go any stairs. Because oh, yeah. I brought my eight by ten cabinet that night, <laughs> and that would have sucked. Well, now you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Talk, well, if we want, well, at least talk, not in town. Well, I was gonna say if we want to uh, talk about that show a little bit more, nothing having to do with the venue. How about the parking situation oh, that God. we got ourselves into? <laughs> you remember fun. that? We made it work. Yeah, made it work. <laughs> Mikey and James both worked worked their magic to get it. Yes, mostly mostly I Mikey. I, was say, I don't remember doing any magic. <laughs> Maybe some chaos magic. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna will this into happening. Will this into getting it nearly stuck? <laughs> yeah. I've gotten better at driving the trailer. You have. You've gotten a lot better at driving the trailer. But it, but it was an extremely narrow driveway uphill. Yeah. And then <laughs> the area that we thought we could fit to park in didn't work. So trying to back out of it, it was basically turning into the letter L, like the, a capital L. And it's like, n- there was no, and it's like pulling forward wasn't helping. It was about to tip over. And then it was like Mikey hopped in and like caressed this thing. Took like five minutes. Just like, yeah. eep. Just like the most bare minimum movements, just <laughs> to the nuggets. And, we, and we've already got like a crowd gathering around us at this point because the other band, Flashback Flash, they're like standing out there going, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah. We're like just uh, trying, trying to get out of y'all's, out of trying to get out of y'all's way. <laughs> Bear with us. Sorry, we ain't from around here. <laughs> they didn't tell us it would be like this. Those were some fun shows we did, though, man. Yeah. E- even though that was a headache load in. <laughs> oh, around this time last year, we were doing the Dwarf set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I was sharing uh, some of those on the uh, Instagram page. And that, that was one of my favorite Halloween sets, because we did uh, the Electric Six one. We did fun and, as shit. And we did the really uh, Dwarves night. one. But then we did a, like a few Halloween-themed ones uh, at Tremont. Yeah, with the wrestling shows. Mm-hmm, at the, yeah, uh, I remember Fireball that. That shows. was the first time I saw you guys. It was, was uh, it? I want to say it was November of 2014. Mm-hmm. Came into uh, Tremont for the Fireball 
wrestling show, whatever. Yeah, it's like a Day of the Dead one. Yeah, it was the day after Halloween. Because um, I remember because the day before I got a tattoo, my first tattoo, and I came there, and I th- believe when I walked in, Porch Mob was playing, which was like little script. Yeah. And then, Forgot about you know, Porch after Mob. The, after they played in mean, the wrestling match, came back. You guys were playing. Alex had his face painted up like uh, Alice Cooper. Oh yeah, and I had that the really shitty that, that uh, was paint the job fir- on my face. Yeah, and that was like one of the first Halloween themed ones we had done. And then Mikey and um, we had the Luchador Matt, mask. They had both, both had masks on, right? Yeah. So, so a little backstory on that one. See, so, yeah, that was our first uh, show as a band uh, around Halloween. Yeah. So we so. I was. I didn't realize that was year one. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, it was essentially year one. It was year one for you. Yeah, year one. <clears throat> was that our first show? Was uh together with the uh, no, body bags? I, I was there as a fan. Like he was spe- just a spectator. Yeah. Gotcha. Spectator. Uh, no, so that was the first uh, show as like a full band. We were able to do something Halloween themed, and in the group chat, I kept going, guys, let's do. We gotta dress up. We gotta do something. And it was like, we couldn't really come up with a cohesive theme. Yeah. So we were just like, you know, it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. Just dress up as something. <laughs> just do something. And our drummer, Matt, he went all out. He had a, a suit on with a full face mask on. It was like one of those mesh ones. So you could like still see through it, but there was like no eye holes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So he had on one of those, like with a black suit and tie kind of thing. I remember he that. looked like death, and it was real cool. I Like you said, I had my face painted up like Alice Cooper with the uh, skelly gloves on. And in the back of my head, I'm going, Mikey's not going to do anything. <laughs> Mikey and also, half-assed at like and, and at this point, and at this point, Cap was still pretty new to the band. You were only in the band for a few months. Yep. And I'm sitting here going, I don't feel like I convinced the new guy well enough to fucking dress up or do anything. I have to ask it real so, bad. <laughs> so hold on, I even did that part. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going. I feel like because because Matt was already like talking about the different things he was gonna do. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like Matt and I are gonna be the only ones doing any sort of dress up, and it's gonna look uh. dumb as shit. So I ran around the house. I had ordered a lucha mask because I wanted one anyway. Because we had already done a few fire, like we had already done like two fireball shows at that point. Yeah, I was right. planning on getting one and decorating it up and doing something. It's, I forget exactly what, but anyway. Gotcha. So I had had one. So I was like, all right, I'm grabbing this. Someone can wear this. Uh, 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 fuck. And I forget. I was planning on bringing like some face paint, but I couldn't find any. So we get to the show. Show enough. Matt shows up, decked out. I've got my face paint on. I'm ready to go. And sure enough, Mikey comes waltzing in with a fucking Power Ranger shirt on. And I'm like, "Set dudes. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, you got a mask? And he's like, nah, no. Nah. I was like, do you have any face paint with you? He goes, no. I'm like, a Power Ranger shirt. That's your dress up. You wear that regularly. <laughs> so I was like, cool. I got you covered, though. And I toss him the mask. He's like, oh, all right, cool, yeah. So he puts that on. Cap shows up just wearing his fucking, you know, denim jacket uh, shirt and, you know. Uh, just not a, participating. At, in the slightest. <laughs> At all. As you learned, I'm not a Halloween guy. And I'm just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And the girl with he was with at the time was like, what, what? And I was like, I told him to dress up or do something, and, and he didn't like, do uh... anything. And she's like, hold on. We can do this. Oh, yeah. And she, <laughs> and she reaches in her purse and pulls out her eyeliner. And it was one of those, like, click-up uh, eyeliners that was kind of like the diameter of, like, a semi-thick uh, Sharpie. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Yeah. And it was kind of like a uh, kind of like a clay kind of like foundation looking thing. So I clicked that some bitch up a few times and I said, "Who from Kiss do you want to be?" <laughs> For some reason, I went with Eric Carr, <laughs> <laughs> their second drummer that only had makeup for maybe like. Three, four years right. before they took it off. Should have just done Peter Chris and just put some whiskers on me. So he's like, oh, uh, Eric Carr. So I'm like trying to work this fucking rollout eyeliner to draw fucking it's Eric like Carr makeup on this fucker. A dude with makeup, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I had a little bit of practice because when I was younger, I was really interested in horror movies and Kiss. And, and mom, and so mom would that foster was- that. So she had me like horror movie makeup and yeah. black and white face paint. So I do Kiss makeup on myself well, you did the all the time. That, uh, that night anyway. So, yeah, yeah, and I had already done that. I'd had that right. That's what it was. I had forgot to bring that. That's what it was. I had already done mine. Yeah. I meant to grab it. Couldn't. It wasn't that. You I mentioned couldn't find that. it. Well, I, I said I couldn't find it. Anyway, <laughs> that was going to bug me in the edit. I was going to listen back going, I'm a fucking dumbass. Why did I say that? <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I draw this half-ass Eric Carr on him. And then it's like I look at him. I look like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> I look at him. I'm drawing on Lone Ranger mask. I look at Mikey and I look at Matt. And I'm just like, here's the villains. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fantastic. Great. Super. Super. Fantastic. <laughs> Bunch of dorks. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you were impressed. All you remember was the fact I had the makeup on. I remember and you had the makeup had on, and mask it, on. I mean, the the stage wasn't that big, but I just remember being relatively close. And yeah, you just seemed like you were like towering over everybody. And the one thing that really pissed me off later, whenever I found out what your guys' true name was. I thought that night you guys were calling yourselves the villains. And I was like, that's a the badass villains. fucking name for a band. And then I was like, oh, they're called the villains. I was a little bit of a letdown. Is there and, not then, a- and then on top of that, we thought uh, you and Mikey, Alex and Mikey, hated us for some reason. We were like, oh, we were like, oh those dudes just hate us. Wasn't Later it- just found out we're weird and socially awkward. Wasn't until like almost like... Probably like, over a year later where we finally were like, oh, they don't hate us. Yeah. Yeah. We were like fans and we enjoyed your music. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, y'all been around like since day one of me playing with the fill-ins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, I was going to say, uh, I'll, uh, to kind of tell off from that, um, what year did you join the Body Bags? 2013. And how uh, long had they been going before you joined? Before I joined, I think they formed in 2006. Yeah. Um, so that was, what, nine years at that point? Yeah, yeah. So they've been around for a good while, and I just always remember not nine years. I'm dumb as uh, shit. <laughs> not nine at all. Seven. <laughs> I'm not good with math. I was just gonna let you roll with. It. I'm like, yeah, sure. If he did the math. I don't have to. <laughs> Should have added. Just put a little edit. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so. I just always remember that name kind of being in the background. And like um, when I had moved to Charlotte, uh, I had lived with uh, Tony Leone at that point in Dirtback Love Affair. Yeah. Um, I lived with him for a while. And when an ongoing joke was we'd be sitting on the couch watching Netflix doing something. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'd be streaming it through his PlayStation. And at any time someone came online, it would do that little bloop, yeah. you know, across the top of the screen, regardless of what you were doing, even if you were just watching Netflix. Yep. And his only friend on there was Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Monstrosity. Yeah. yeah. So 
it was an ongoing joke that every time it was on there, us in unison, we just go, hi, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just kind of one of those things where I just kind of always associated. So it's just from day one being back in Charlotte, Body Bags was just a name I had always heard and associated. Gotcha. So, we, um, <clears throat> the uh, microphone stand we have at practice, um, Dustin got it because of Tony. Oh, really? It was like, I want to say it was Dirtbag's last show. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Um, Body Bags played with them. And Dustin goes over to him at the end of the night. He's like, hey, man, I think you left your stand. Or one of your your guys left the stand. He's like, and I could be telling the story wrong, but I believe Dustin goes something along the lines of, that's not mine. It's one of those guys. Fuck them. You can have it. To <laughs> 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 ask him about that. So we still have that microphone stand, red base uh, with the uh, silver. Oh, silver that's shaft great. <laughs> <laughs> now I was gonna say, uh, yeah, because I wouldn't 100% be his because I'm not sure exactly when he got it, but his signature stand is um, that rusty fucking like. <laughs> pole well it's it, yeah it's it's a uh, it's an older stand but at the bottom it's a steering wheel okay gotcha. oh, okay and um yeah so that's his and he's had that for as long as i've remembered so i'm not quite sure when he had it and it also probably wouldn't be i wouldn't put it past him to use a dummy stand for a final show kind of thing if yeah. he was planning on getting real nutty with it so right Either or could happen, but yeah, I don't think that was like his. I don't, or he had that made afterward. I don't fucking know. I just know at some point that became like his signature yeah. stand. That it's like he's gotcha. brought that from band to band at this point. <laughs> it's been duplicated by another band, but we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I played the physics. <laughs> So no, I've been really excited and just kind of seeing, you know, the, you know, I wouldn't say excited for the changes in body bags simply because there was a time period where it seemed like, you know, you guys weren't going to continue, but for the fact that you and Dusty have continued to push on. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, fuck everybody. It's just the two of us right now. (laughs) Yeah. For, uh, I mean, it was about a month, I guess. I mean, we were just going to roll with it being us two. Yeah. And then we, uh, reopened contact with Chris who used to play bass and um, he came back mm-hmm. and then we were just like, okay, we had a show booked as a two piece and we just kind of like as a surprise, just didn't tell anybody. And um, that night of the show, he just showed up and we we're like, yeah, he's back in the band. Yeah. And then this was 2018 uh, June of that year. And at the end of June, um, Dusty Mabe from Winston-Salem. He mm-hmm. used to be in a band called The Bleeding Twats. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Still love that. Uh, he had hit us up and was like looking to get back into music. And so we added him. And then Chris left in, I think, October. Yeah. I went a few months with just having a fill-in bass player. Yeah. And uh, no, related, <laughs> no relation to the, the band the fill-ins. And uh, then uh, Jason... Um, Ravenous uh, Richie Rooney. Oh, uh, Rich Rooney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, he told Jason to kind of hit us up. And, oh, nice. Um, around December, I think it was that December show at Tommy's when uh, there was like I think it was like Punk Rock Smackdown. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit us up, and then in January of 2019, he started started playing with us, and 
I think he's been a great addition. Y'all always been real tight with the wrestling community in town too, haven't yeah. you? Oh yeah. That's always been pretty cool. Like um, wrestling, if the fireball puts on a show, body bags are on. If, uh, for the most part, yeah. And, and then, if uh, uh, y'all play, he and his wrestling buddies are always there too. Yep. And, um, it seemed like Dustin and Fireball hit it off, like right off the bat. Like yeah. I don't even think we had played a show, and Dustin like went up to Tremont helping him build the ring. And oh wow. Um. Just because like on Facebook, he was Justin posted on Facebook. Hey, if anybody wants to help. I'll be at Tremont at this time. Well, I was going to say, how far do, how far back do you guys go? Me and Dustin or Fireball? Fireball. Uh, I guess 2000. I know for me, 2015, it was right before I started talking to him right before we played the uh, our first Fireball show, which was in, I believe, May of 2015. Oh, okay. okay. So I think you guys probably played like one of the first ones. We played one of the second or third ones. You guys played one, one yeah. of the first ones because... I came to a fireball show in 2014, and you guys were already playing them. God, he was doing them back then. Yeah, I think because the first Gee, one. Because uh, the first one that I came to was the Day of the Dead, which you guys were on. Which yeah, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, and we had played a few and by you had then. Played a few by then. And, I didn't and realize that was attended. your first one. Yeah. Wow. And you had attended a few, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. See, I figured uh, you and Fireball kind of went back a little further. Yeah, you know? same here. Uh, I've known him since about I say 2015. We kind of really hit it off and. 2016 and Mm -hmm. um earlier this year i was working with him at a uh auto repair (laughs) shop i remember that it's it's that that, i love you you know you know i say this with love seeing that really felt like watching an episode of dumb and dumber i'm like (laughs) i'm sitting here going having fucking fireball and jared at the same place they kevin smith might as well bring his fucking camera down and film this this is clerks three (laughs) (laughs) pretty cool yeah it's uh it was fun working with him fireball just not good dude not in cape he's a great dude oh yeah. yeah But I just I just imagine like the worst because I know the fucker did fall asleep at his desk one time and oh, you no, snapped a photo of that. <laughs> he would fall asleep all the time, dude. He's he legit. He that uh, all night long. All night long. He doesn't sleep, he doesn't sleep <laughs> a lot. That is does legit. He? He's he's all about that. He would tell me he's like, man, I went to sleep at four a.m. this morning and he had to get up to come to work at like six thirty. Yeah, because he lived in Lancaster or lives in Lancaster. Yeah, and uh, that in the wrestling lifestyle too. Yeah, and it's just like. He would fall asleep all the time. Um, I walked outside one time, and he's asleep in his car with the, with the door open. At the end of the day, I'm like, he's like, he's like, I needed a little bit of sleep. Give me a couple hours. So it's like he he went, clocked out. See you guys later. Walked out to the car. Song. Yeah. I love it. And I believe it was a Friday, so he was like, once he woke up, he was like, going ready to doing, roll, like going and doing shit for like the rest of the weekend. God. See, it's like, I wound up staying up late, too, but it's like, I wound up accidentally napping in between that shit for, like, a good while. Not, like, in random places, though. I'll, like, come home, eat, and be like, huh, I'm kind of... Hey, yeah, knock out for two hours. <laughs> but you're not you a up. wrestling superstar like no, Justin Fireball at all. Is. <laughs> no, and then I'll well, wind up staying up a little later than I should, but it's like, again, at least I'm catching a couple hours somewhere. <laughs> Does he still wrestle a lot, too? Does he go out uh, out of oh, town yeah. on weekends and stuff like that? I believe so. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't um, spoken with him too much. I know he's been really focusing on uh, getting fit and going to the gym. And yeah, show. he's been yeah. going hardcore at the gym. Um, he recently posted that he was back down to a certain weight, which, I mean, that's good. Good he's, for him. It's good yeah. he's meeting his goals. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, it just, it just seems like he's gotten that random kick. It was all, it was all, it was all. <laughs> I remember there for a while he was even like glorifying the gut and everything else, yeah. and then now he's like, "Look, I was a fat fuck," and I'm like, "Come on, man, that was like you." <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. He runs with whatever you know. If he's if he's fat, he's gonna run with it, and yeah, yeah. and then if you know if he's. I well, slim down. He's gonna run with it, and he's kind of adapt shit. his character to it, and all that. Since we're talking about fireball, might as well say it. Finger bang. <laughs> <laughs> and you if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to last year in December and listen to the fireball episode. <laughs> Completely not in kayfabe, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another one we need to have back. <laughs> You know, need another good fireball episode. Saw him the other night over at uh, Skylark. Went oh, yeah. to the new Andy Scene show. By the way, that new Andy Scene. Well, I say new uh, Andy Scene rhythm section, but <laughs> it's kind of an old one, kind of a new one, <laughs> half gotcha. and half. I was gonna say, yeah. We, sorry, we. I was gonna say, since you brought that up, sorry, we had to be dicks that night. <laughs> it's all good. I get it. A lot of stuff going on all all over town. It was packed though when we uh, went by though. And, and see, and that was the thing I was really happy about because I was concerned because the uh, milestone Halloween fiasco was that night. Yep. You guys at Tommy's, and then griefing, anger control, and Annie scene and, and script at. Tommy, I mean, I um, was Skylark, yeah. So I was like, "Holy fuck!" There's three stacked bills tonight. Yeah. I wonder how it's gonna be. So yeah, Tommy's was packed out, and then Skylark wasn't hurting either. So I think there was a show at Snug too. I can't yeah. remember who was playing, but I want to say it was a pretty substantial. Like yeah, everybody I've talked to about it said it was bill as well. Yeah, was, everybody I've talked to said it was super packed. It's but like, Halloween just goes crazy in Charlotte. Oh yeah, if you were looking for anything to do, you definitely weren't out of. Uh, weren't limited on your options no um, so it's like we had to make our quick pop in say hey and everything else and then it's like we split over there but yeah fireball was rooting it up and having a good time <laughs> pumpkin tits yes God. yes <laughs> i forgot about that stripped down to just his underwear for a second jesus yeah just comes up to clayton while he's playing the set and uh forget what clayton says but he had it was that during the song haunted house oh, and yeah. uh <laughs> Is uh, when the song kind of stops and he's like, and there ain't no goddamn hate, go run me. And you know, then final note, oh. So he's like, and no goddamn, and just kind of look down. And he's like, ain't no goddamn wrestler from, you know, kind of, you know, <laughs> area drops where he's from, yeah. you know, kind of gives him a little <laughs> bit of, you know, shout out, kind of pointing at him. And, and while Fireball, and while he's, he's hearing that, he just starts taking off his pants and just drops him right <laughs> just to the no reason. Clayton. And Clay's just kind of looking him up and down and he's like, Gonna run me. <laughs> it's, it's like, all right, we're ending this. Yeah, that look on his face, like, ugh. <laughs> did anti Cena? Uh, did they headline? No, uh, Green Fiend headline. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, no, but what you were saying, their new rhythm, new quote unquote rhythm section. <laughs> Barry on drums and uh, Malcolm Tent on uh, bass. Still, I think one of the best names ever. Right. Malcolm Tent. <laughs> I've honestly probably listened to two anti Cena songs. How dare you? So I have. I been, cast you to the pits of hell. Get so, so when you dropped the name of the song just a minute ago, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. Haunted House is an old uh, country song. Yeah, they made it anti-scenified. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I forget the original artist, but yeah, that's one of those like American traditional songs that like a million artists from like the '60s covered. Okay, and you can't exactly. not play it on Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> well, it wasn't it, it, Halloween. Shut up! <laughs> Halloween weekend. <laughs> well, see, let, let's let's throw that out for debate real quick. So this year it kind of landed odd. So 
how the Halloween weekend we celebrated was on what the twenty sixth of October. Yeah, right. But then Halloween technically lands on a Thursday this year. Yep. So Day of the Dead would land on a Friday. Yeah. Friday's still letting too late for Halloween festivities, oh, especially yeah. because what did we say earlier? There was a Fireball Day of the Dead show, yep. which was Halloween themed. Everyone yep. still came. Well, there's costume. a Milestone show on Day of the Dead this year. Exactly. So it feels like a lot of people were doing their Halloween festivities two weekends back to back. Well, a weekend early. <laughs> weekend early, yeah. So yeah. I wonder how that's really how that. Going to throw this out there. Spoiler alert, we're recording it a little early this week. <laughs> I wonder how it's going to shape out this weekend for actual Halloween festivities because while we're recording this, tomorrow is Halloween. Right. That's the thing. That tomorrow's Halloween and then November 1st is Christmas. <laughs> no, people, You're not wrong. <laughs> no, people are going to make an excuse to make a, throw another Halloween party because it's going to be so close, though. I'm down. I mean, I'm, I'm exactly. Down. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but. well, I'm just kind of curious if that's actually going to happen, though, because I hadn't really heard much. It felt like Halloween was a little light this year, aside yeah, it, from the shows. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like extra special. I guess because maybe the weather, usually it's a little co- cooler. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you could be right. It's just hot this year, like overly... Hotter than normal, I guess you'd say. And yeah, I don't know. I would agree. I'm going to just kind of sucked all the fun out of Halloween. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to Asheville this Saturday, and I wonder what the uh, <laughs> how it's gonna how the Asheville crowd's gonna be with that in mind. Yeah, you're a little bit more free and open. Yeah, probably, probably be a lot of discounted stuff and a lot of people taking down things. <laughs> what do you want to Asheville yeah, really. for? Uh, Slayers playing up there, and a buddy of mine's hooking me up. Oh yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, he's he's named up that around every person we've been around. People and he, have and asked keep, me what I'm doing that Saturday, and I tell him. And he keeps saying it around Christian, and Christian is getting so sick of it. He's like, I'm sick and tired of hearing you talk about this hey, show. Hey, Cause, guess cause what? Because Tool, hey. Tool, Tool is a, or what was it, Tool or who? Uh, Primus. Primus. There's like some Primus. other, like, yeah. He's like, Primus is opening, and I want to fucking see them. Now I'm probably going to hear shit from him. He's like, Tool? Is awesome. Fucking Tool? I want to see fucking Tool Primus, though, man. Uh, same, I, uh, same audience. I saw uh, <laughs> I saw Primus and Dinosaur Jr. at the Fillmore. I remember that tour. 2015. Yeah. See, I wouldn't be mad about Dinosaur Jr. It was awesome. Cause they, yeah. they had, like, almost stacked from the floor of the stage. Full of amps and shit. I would say at shit. least 10 foot above the... Uh, Guitarist, just amp like a wall oh, yeah. of fucking amps, oh, wow. like different ones, like combo amps, like little small, like fifteen inch amps, like oh not amps but uh, cabs. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I watch his uh, rig rundowns on YouTube, but it's really annoying because Jay Maskus, the lead singer, of Dinosaur Junior, he sounds like this when he talks, <laughs> and I don't know, man. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> Well, it's probably one of the uh, coolest, like, larger shows like that you've been to. Um, let's see. And I say larger because I used to say arena shows, but theater shows I still consider to be larger. Yeah. yeah. Those um, are probably my favorites. I've really been to an arena show. Yeah. Um, I saw NSYNC when I was a kid. Like <laughs> really? <laughs> That's when I decided I wanted to play music. <laughs> At the old Charlotte Coliseum off of Tybola. So was that a choice or were you drug? Uh, Not drug, drug. I mean, <laughs> but drug there. At the time, I mean, I was, 
I mean, I'm not I'm not one to shy away from what I like. Yeah, I no, do like I, get a couple, it. I do like a handful of songs by NSYNC. I'm not I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, <laughs> and at the time, I mean, I wasn't like a huge fan, but my sister was, and they just figured, yeah, buy, yeah, it's always my sister hand, or buy my sister and buy babysitter me. or something. Yeah. I did. I, it's one of the few times again. I wish we had video because your face got <laughs> super defensive when you started talking about that. You're like, I like a little bit of NSYNC. I'm not afraid to say Fuck it. Fuck off, Alex. NSYNC rules. <laughs> You'll know shit I'll about play. music. <laughs> Half the time when I'm like drunk at the bar and there's karaoke, I'm doing like a country song. Like, uh, dude, Dustin, <laughs> Dustin, wrong with Dustin that. and I are up there doing like boot scoot and boogie or uh, <laughs> and done or uh, doing like uh, one of us are doing like uh, Rolling Stones' Beast of Burden. I you do, get up the, I've seen you do like the darkness and fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, darkness. Uh, I believe I was, in a thing called love is a go to for my, for me. Um, I think I was made for loving you. I just yeah. remember like all the rim shit you yeah. did. Yep. And then I, uh, I'll go. Another go-to is like Hall and Oates, uh, <laughs> "Kiss on My List." <laughs> One of my favorite uh, karaoke moments. Uh, Tremont was having a private party, and uh, they had karaoke up, mm-hmm. and. It was kind of one of those dare karaoke things where oh, yeah. uh, John picked the first song and the first person, and it was like a random pick. But after that, the person that went gets to pick the song. Gotcha. And the next person. Okay. So it's like, it, so it's kind of like, it's like you don't know what you're going to be singing, yeah. you know, kind of thing, and you're kind of put on the spot. And when it was Mikey's turn, he got uh, 1916... 1985, or, the whatever the Bowling yeah, for Soup song was. Yeah, so he's I like... I remember that. <laughs> so he's like... Oh, yeah. He, and, he got, and he got that vocal tone nailed, yeah. too. Isn't there a video of that? Yeah, there was on my Instagram a okay. long time ago. I think someone sent that to me a while back, and... I think I have it saved on my phone. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite karaoke moments is having him sing that song. I'll just fuck with people and uh, do Snoop songs every now and then. <laughs> yeah, karaoke is one of those things where it's like, I, I, I really got to just be in the mood for I want to talk to like karaoke DJs and like get their like top five lists of songs they just absolutely hate now Ooh, because of karaoke. Be <laughs> I'd like that. that. They're like, fun. if I hear Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm going to kill some motherfuckers <laughs> one song that i hate i'll tell you this one song i fucking hate because it's in fort mill and rock hill usually when i'm uh south carolina when i'm uh doing karaoke and drinking uh when some motherfucker goes up there and it's uh god what's this afro man oh because i got high or cult 45 cult 45 is annoying as shit i hate the song in general and but i hate it so much when people do it, it for is, karaoke. it's just some white dude in a collared shirt yeah. <laughs> or a bunch of girls doing it it's like, it's like, get the fuck out of here but i've never smoked weed ever <laughs> he's like i love this song <laughs> That 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 is the weird thing. It, it, girls like getting white girl wasted and then singing ghetto rap songs. Yes. <laughs> it's that, a very that odd. That's always combo. a thing. No, like Bohemian raps. Like Bohemian Rhapsody sucks because it's super long and it's somebody oh, yeah. that can't sing singing it. Yep. I've already gone on record saying I think it's just an overrated song to begin with. So. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other podcast, but it was. <laughs> yeah, it I already got, was. I got lynched for <laughs> by you and Tony. Or a fucking total eclipse of a heart of the heart. That's another really long one, Jesus. especially when folks can't sing. Oh God, yeah, especially because you got all that uh, 
frilly vocal shit near the very end. Or like the duets. Oh, the duets are horrible. <laughs> also, the ones. No, no, where, no. That's your line. That's your line. <laughs> the ones where people are like singing like overly sad songs and they just like ruin the fucking mood. Right? I hate that shit. <laughs> it's like read the room. Or like the, when the one guy that's really into metal wants to be cool and get do a Metallica song and just takes <laughs> yeah, the fun like out of the room. I that guy, though. <laughs> but it, but I am that guy. But it like bumps everybody else out in the room. It's just kind of like, oh, man. <laughs> and no. it's loud. And I'm trying to order a drink. <laughs> no, fuck that. If, if I'm having to hear a bunch of Katy Perry and Queen and country and shit, fuck you. I'm going up there and yelling out in the sand, man. <laughs> That's why I get up there and... No, I'm talking about when the folk get up there and do like Slayer or some shit like you that. You said Metallica. Yeah. Metallica Slay, or if it's like Fast Metallica. I just Metallica. said that. Sandman, Sandman is the most like, karaoke like Metallica song. It's like though. Slayer or Metallica or Anthrax. You know, one of the four. <laughs> Fine, I'll name a song from every fucking band, <laughs> goddammit. That's why I go up and do a uh, disco kiss. Make everybody happy. That's why I do uh, I Was Made for Loving You. Yep. Speaking on that one, uh, one of the few times I went up to the rim without having to play, they were doing their karaoke afterward, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. And Brad immediately is like, Alex, I was made for loving you. Come on. <laughs> and I like after to run over there. I was like, dude, I haven't sang all night. I haven't been... I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I want to nail this, dude. <laughs> I was like, the regulars are here. I can't embarrass myself. <laughs> Everyone put your cameras away. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. So cameras away, and then I'll do it. Come on now. I'm going to pass a round of hats. We're going to put them in those uh, Glendanze green boxes. Yes. <laughs> I've got my zippers with the keys. Everyone phones in. Thank you. Apparently those things are pieces of shit anyway, because everybody gets their phones out. See, yeah, I'm, exactly. Well, see, this is what I'm curious on. So a lot of people were saying they were getting them out, but a lot of people were saying they were cutting them open. How the fuck are they cutting them open and getting knives in the fucking venue? How are they... All right. Especially at a gigantic place like Madison Square Garden and shit like that. All right, well, uh, lately they haven't been doing it. Yeah, because you see all the videos, at least with Madison Square Garden. Because I was under the impression they were doing doing it all the time. I know... They started off. I know the first handful of shows they did, because they've been doing this for, what, two years now? Three years? Yeah. Yeah, Three years, man. Yeah. I think for, like, the first year and a half, any of those shows were uh, taped up or boxed up or zipped up, whatever. But in those shows, a handful of people were cutting them open. Yeah. And my thought process on it was, you're able to sneak a fucking knife into the show, but you can't sneak your fucking phone in? Yeah. Where's your fucking priorities there? <laughs> just shit security and how do y'all feel about uh, them just adding on more shows after they're just like, oh, Madison Square Garden's gonna be the last one. They're like, oh, did just they kidding. really say that though? They did add more. Well, I know they added more, but did they really say Madison Square Garden was the I last one? I think it was uh, promoted as the last one. Yeah, I think it's At the least first once or twice, like for a little bit. I think right. it's the. F- the, the Philly show they just booked is like the first one outside of their uh, lawsuit, you know, uh, agreement amount of shows to do to collect so that, much money that, and stuff. That's what it was, is uh, a lot, it was, it's, it was the Star Wars syndrome. A lot of people were assuming that was going to be the last show because exactly gotcha. what Cap said. There was <clears throat> information of the lawsuit that came out that said they had to do a minimum of 10 reunion shows. Oh, okay. And the Madison Square Garden show, okay. was close to Halloween, was going to be, everyone was kind of seeing that as like, you know, the big home run. Mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, they're going to try and sell it yeah. out as close to Halloween as New it's York. Close, it's close to New Jersey. Exactly. It was going to be like the big final set. 
send off because that was kind of like a big heights thing for them. But then they're but then they're just like, "Fuck y'all! Do y'all know how much money we're making?" Basically, <laughs> they could do a tour and they'd make a shitload of money. But would they? I think they would at least first go round. I'm not entirely. I mean. I'm sure they would, but I don't think they'd be making as much money as they are right now doing the handful of shows. Right, because then they have to pay in like an opener for direct support. I and think then... if they did this like same billing they did at Madison Square Garden, what was it like? Uh, was it Pennywise and Rancid? It was Rancid and The Damned. The Damned, okay. Yeah. Um, I think if they did that, maybe not do like a big tour, but if they did like 10 cities, mm-hmm. like a small like 10 city tour, I yeah. think they would, they would kill it. And still yeah, have like I mean, different openers would, in every uh, yeah. town yeah, or whatever. I mean, they, they would still have to just keep it small because the way I'm seeing it is they're getting these huge payouts because they're playing these biggest oh, fuck yeah. venues. They're not going to be able to do that in every other state. Mm-hmm. You know, they're at that point they're cutting it out a lot because there's people traveling from all over the US to this single location. Yeah. <clears throat> and even with Madison Square Garden, they didn't sell that out until like a week before. Okay, I got you. So a lot of seats sold out quickly, like a lot of the floor seats, but a lot of the upper deck seats, there were still some available, you know, even close, like a week or so leading up to it. So like right near the end, they finally sold out of tickets. Okay. At least that was to the best of my knowledge. Right. I could be wrong, but it did feel like they were still promoting tickets for a little bit yeah. leading up to it. That's pretty cool that it's still just going to hang around and uh, milk it for all it's worth, even if it's... Yeah, I'm totally cool with it, but staying on the topic of like a tour, I feel that once they kind of do a, hey, we have, let's even say, 10 dates lined up, all of a sudden... Okay, because yeah, they're, they're going to be... probably would drop a, a bit, because it's... They would you know, to... you're, you're not... If, because I'm seeing the like New York a row show, of three. It's not going to have the people traveling across country. The California show ain't going to have the, you know, it's. Yeah. You might because have, your attendance might spike if they did something in the middle of the country mm-hmm. where there's like big, yeah, maybe they didn't hit some of the big cities, but Cause I, you, I, I can get what you're saying though. Because you also noticed they didn't release, was it Philly is the new show? Yeah. They didn't release that Philly date until right after they like played the Madison Square show because <laughs> it's so close. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people were upset about it, is because it was so close to New York that they booked one, and they didn't say anything until like a, not even a week after that show yeah. got uh, released. Everybody was kind of like, huh? Yeah. So Billy, what the fuck? So you know how much I paid for this ticket and this hotel room for the night? Basically, yeah. <laughs> and your fucking merch. <laughs> Although that bill was probably my favorite bill I've seen uh, so far with the uh, lineup. Oh yeah, damned, I would have loved. If I lived in New York, I would have. Would have been amazing. Would have been there, no problem. And it was one of those situations of every time those kind of shows roll around, I could either afford the airfare or the ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those situations where it's like if I just hopped on bus. it immediately, <laughs> I could have gotten a floor seat. It's like I because mm. just curious, I looked and I looked at my bank account and then looked at that and I went, if I didn't have to spend a dime yeah. the rest of the time I was there. I could afford this ticket. Just take the bus. <laughs> I, I, lo- I looked at that, man. I honestly looked. And it, it a fucking Greyhound to get all the way up there, because there's not a mega bus that goes all the way straight there. But yeah, a Greyhound right. to get there would take like a day and a half. Yeah. And round trip was like 200, 300 bucks. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. That's a bus. Yeah. 
It's a plane ticket. You could probably buy. You could probably. I mean, you have to take some deep diving. You could probably find a damn plane ticket that fucking price. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was but the point. Deep diving, but yeah. Yeah, but that was the point too. Is I also was looking that up, and it was about the same price. It was about three to four. Yeah, fuck that then. So I was just like, God damn. So it's like. Okay, so I spend that much money on airfare. I spend the two to three hundred that it was, you know, the quick asking price for the floor. And it's I New spend York. that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm already close to a grand in the hole now after yep. fees and everything, of oh, course. Yeah. And I don't even have a place to stay yet, and I haven't eaten. <laughs> and and I've already spent a fucking grand. <laughs> and there ain't nothing cheap in New York. So it's like, as much as I would love to go to those shows, I'm just sitting here going, like, before I even step foot off the plane i've spent a grand yeah and i don't have a place to stay and i'm hungry <laughs> pack a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich glenn <laughs> doyle you got some protein shakes for me tried up with Devin. apparently he knows everybody <laughs> no he was taking the fucking bus too oh did he go yeah Devin he was going. From, went. He was going from Pittsburgh. Though. Yeah, so that's a lot easier. That oh, was yeah. just a Pittsburgh a lot travel. Easier. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you could make that as an all-night, you know, road trip. You yeah. don't have to worry about fucking traveling, lodging, and all that shit. That'd be like us going, fuck it, let's go to Atlanta and back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, we did that. We did. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Misfits, we would goddamn do it again, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? If the Misfits had a fucking Atlanta show and we were able to get those cheap-ass tickets and we had work the next day, you best better believe I'd be like, guess what, motherfucker? I'm pumping your ass full of bang and we're going. <laughs> I'm sure that'll happen, too. They haven't played the South yet. I doubt they're going to play the South. Did. You don't think so? No. I think they'll play the Texas. South? They played Texas, didn't they? I don't did think they? so. They played Chicago the first one. They've played... Uh, either they have or they, they like, yeah they just played Vegas they played that Psycho Fest or whatever yeah, that was called they played California they played California New York um, I don't uh, think they played anywhere in the south yet I bet if they play anywhere in the south probably it'll be, be Texas, Texas. Yeah, I mean there's probably bullet reference yeah. and it'll probably be some south probably by be southwest in It'll probably be on South by Southwest. Yeah. They'll probably be on one of those festival yeah. dates. Texas is the reason that the president's dead. Yeah, that's why I'm saying bullet reference. So it's like, they, if they do any South dates, it'll probably just be there. Right on. Florida, maybe. Because Florida seems too. to pull in a lot of bands like yeah. that, too. Because it's a vacation just, spot. Just, yeah, they just skip over South Carolina, North Carolina, Oh, absolutely. Georgia. Yeah. So does every other well, band. Not, not Georgia, but I mean... For the most part, South Carolina, North Carolina. I'd lose my shit if they wound up having some sort of Atlanta date, though. That'd be, That'd awesome. be great. That would be the one I'd actually be able to seriously look yeah. at and go, there's a way we could make this one happen. Fuck it. I'll take balcony seats if I have to. we yeah. got to make this happen. I'll take whatever seats if they fucking play Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they, well, we'll see. If there's a town in the South that could pull, it'd probably be Atlanta. Do you think they'll do a new album? No. I don't think so. New song? Probably not because Danzig doesn't sound that good. Even on the, I mean, he sounds good for the songs that they have, but I don't think he could pull that sound off now on a new song. Have you heard any of the most recent video footage though? Uh, Dustin sent me one the other day of uh, I think we are one thirty eight. There, and he tells like he tells Glenn to get the hell out of the way. <laughs> or no, I tells uh, Jerry. He's like he's like get out of the way. And he's like me and Doyle got work to do. <laughs> No, there's uh, the last two shows they did, that Vegas show and then the New York one, because those were pretty close. Yeah. Those last two, he sounded really good. Like, because I remember hearing the first few and going, ooh. He's just yelling a lot. Yeah, just kind of like, well, 
I saw Danzig live. That sounded like he did on his solo tours. I wasn't really <laughs> expecting much more. This looks cool. This is awesome. It's happening. Yeah. The last two shows made me go, oh, damn. I'd really like to see that now because he sounded a lot better. I mean, I think people would, I mean, they, they would buy it. I don't think it would do as well as they would want it to, but. I think if they I at least did would, an EP. It would definitely probably do better than any of the more recent misfits with Jerry only. Oh, absolutely. When is any reunion album ever good though? You yeah. know, cause you have to go through like everybody's people for yeah. like the studio appearances and all that. Well, see, here's, here's my opinion on it though. So the misfits, the only reason they got popular in the first place because of Metallica doing all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then cliff wearing the t-shirt all the time. So when they finally popped back on the scene with Michael Graves, they actually got a decent pop and that was even without dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And then that slowly just kind of fizzled out to the point to where it was just Jerry Fitz. Mm-hmm. When the Danzig thing happened, the punk community had exploded. Or, it, you know, for anything on that realm, it was like newsworthy for fucking weeks and months. Everybody you know, lost their shit at those shows. Because we were told for years it was never going to happen by both Jerry and Doyle yeah. and Danzig. Literally, all three parties were like, fuck this. It's yeah. never happening. And then. Doyle changed his view. He was like, "Yeah, he's like, I'm got. He's like, I got him talking like close, like a couple years mm-hmm. out from it. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get those guys talking. I, he's like, I think he said something along lines like, you can bet on it. Yeah. And I, everyone, I, I know, I watched the interview and I was like, bullshit. You didn't get him to fucking talk. Yeah. There's no way because he and Jerry weren't even talking yeah. much. So I'm like, how in the world are you getting him and Danzig talking if you and he aren't even talking? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how you get him talking. Money. And that's exactly what fucking and, happened. And, and Doyle is so transparent with that too. Uh, I remember like watching one interview. Well, where I was going to lead into that in a second. Yeah, the host is <laughs> saying, uh, "What's the difference between uh, these tours and uh, the Misfits tours back in the day?" And Doyle's just like, "There's money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like I honestly believe that if all of a sudden there's like we're going to release two songs, a song, not even a full record, but it's like we're going to do a song. I think it would honestly do very well, especially with the way people are really holding on to the nostalgia thing and yeah. how much they're still selling out these shows. Mm-hmm. If they all of a sudden just released a song without even any proper promo before, it yeah. would get a huge pop. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I honestly think it would do some good and it would actually get them some money if they did, it. especially if they found a way to press it on vinyl or do something like that. Jesus Christ, that would sell in an instant. Yep. The first Misfits reunion record since the 70s? Yeah, I think I honestly think that would be one of the uh, Misfits record that people would actually purchase regardless. And I can see like Third Man or some big vinyl company putting it out. Yeah. It'd be Misfits Records. They That's have their true. own record they company. Own Jerry owns his own press. They Man. have their own record press. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a single one. They're, yeah. It's a small business. So they're only doing small runs. But yeah, he has his own press. So he that's has awesome, his dude. own Misfits record. So when they do oh, their yeah. shit, that's why they've got so many different color variants. And he'll make all the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if they want to make money, more money, if the shit fizzles out with Danzig, I know I, I, I was a fan of Mis, uh, Misfits with Danzig and Michael Graves. I don't know if they they're cool, but... They could make a shitload of money if they somehow got Michael Graves back, got Chud back, and they did a new Misfits. 20, like era, twenty yeah. years later, this would be like so, it's like Van Halen, where like they'll tour with David Lee Roth every now and then. That'll be Sammy Hagar. I think, they, I think they could do a new album and it would go over a little bit better because I could, I could see a 
New Graves a new album Graves being better than a new Danzig album. album. Really? Yeah. See, you would, but it feels like Graves still buy, gets a lot of shit for his era of the Misfits. That that's still not. I love that era. I, I like it. it. Yeah. I love it. It's a, a huge cult I, I love, following. But I love to solo material, and I saw him live when he played Charlotte. I was really hoping that this year they would do twenty years. Yeah, they would have done something with. Um, well, Graves kind of was with his tour. Okay, uh, he he was playing a lot of American Psycho and Famous Monsters songs on his. Last, I was really last hoping they were going to do a he twenty did, years of uh, Famous Monsters. Maybe do something along the lines of "Hey," but obviously the shit with Danza is getting. I'm sure. Gray, I'm sure Gray's would be taking like a, well, it'd be like a different pay scale than uh, Danzig, oh, yeah. and they probably have to scale down venue sizes yeah. and stuff like that. And Jerry and Doyle aren't going to do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the exact politics behind it, and I won't say who it is, but someone that I was kind of discussing that loosely with in the Misfits camp kind of said yeah we don't mention his name and i was like really he's like yeah we if if danzig's around he goes we don't we don't bring well that yeah up don't mention with danzig because he'd be like <clears throat> fuck all this shit but to the point of he was alluding to he doesn't know that he and graves still talk kind of thing it, it, the guy i'm talking about is kind of like a yeah. little mutual party between the two gotcha. And it was kind of the thing of we don't talk about him to the point of Danzig doesn't even know we communicate with him. Gotcha. Okay. Kind of thing. It's like an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Kind of like I'm willing to be part of this as long as there's nothing done with that guy. That that was at least the vibe yeah. he was kind of putting off. So It is David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen, but it, I think it'd be cool as shit if they did. It would. If they and, did... But whenever a, Graves a, goes a out, he... tour, but, like, obviously it's a long set, but, like, half the set's, like, Danzig, and then you got Graves coming out. Obviously it would never fucking happen, but... I think oh, that would be shit. awesome. Do, like, a full swap over where swap Chad Hopper's on drums. And you just fucking... And you just have... And I, I mean, okay. people... I, I know I personally... If two, if 200 bucks to go see Danzig and the Misfits, or whatever, no. or the, the original Misfits... I would pay double to see the double bill. That would yeah, four hundred fucking dollars. Four hundred dollars well spent. I will apply I for a credit yes. card. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can put Danzig and Graves in the same room now, let alone the same stage. We'll see Money. how this shows and get Money. <laughs> Money, guys. <laughs> you heard it here. You've already got a fan willing to pay literally double. I'll okay, I I pay bri- double I, for the ticket. I keep, bri- I keep bringing up David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, but they tried that tour before oh, and yeah. it crashed and burned right, okay. quick. Did it? <laughs> yeah, it was like from the, the inside. Yeah, because oh, it was wow. like uh, early two thousands. They like they're like, why not give it a shot? And then you see video footage of Sammy Hagar's going like, Dave won't let me have his dressing room. I have to do this, this, and this. And then it cuts to David Lee Roth talking shit, and he says, Sammy's throwing a party. I am the fucking party. <laughs> It's so fucking petty. It's the best. No, I totally agree, man. I can I can absolutely see it. Have the Lombardo uh, Doyle lineup that's got right now, and then as soon as they finish off with thirty eight or you know Die My Darling, whatever they want to yeah. end with, you know fade to black, and then that's when you have the creepy organ music. Yeah, from just, like American Psycho. You just have you know, maybe like a fifteen minute. Give them a little break. 
Yeah, or yeah, let it, or not, not even. Maybe not fifteen minutes, but because you know the set would be kind of cut on both yeah. sides, right. so they wouldn't play quite as many dancing True, yeah. era. So I say just kind of cut to black, you know, to where it's just you know maybe the logo they've got up there, or whatnot. They change drum sets out just in case Chud wants something bigger. Or whatever. Exactly. No, Michael Graves would go on first. Y'all know that. Well, true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. But Michael Graves goes on first. Whichever, I could care less. They could do one song yeah, of dancing. that works. Michael comes out. Do oh one God. Song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give a fuck how it happens. They could be singing a goddamn duet. Just make it happen. Lombardo and Chud play drums together like the Allman Brothers. Oh I was listening to Famous Monsters this morning, actually, and I was like, man. Grace like plays a good great. chunk of that material on his solo sets, though. Like he, he knows who his audience is. He has to get Jerry and, and uh, <laughs> Jerry and Chud and. Uh, uh, but from what I understand, Chud isn't in good standing with Doyle or that camp right now either. I don't either. think so. Uh, actually, he might be with Doyle. I think he played drums on the... He played on Abominator, but okay. I, I think things have happened since. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, so I, I think things have happened since then, and they don't talk anymore. Gotcha. Or, so, or something happened, I don't know. I don't I don't want to speculate too hard, but I also have noticed uh, they haven't really been... Doyle has not been sharing anything with Chud, and it feels like I saw a post on his Instagram or something where they intentionally like blocked him out or like changed uh. a photo of him. Damn. Actually, I want to say the vinyl I have of Abominator doesn't have any graphic of Chud in it. Damn. I think yeah. my first... Oh, wow. I think uh, I can it was in my first two weeks of Charlotte, I went to that Danzig show with Doyle over the Fillmore. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that? <laughs> It was it was fun, but the butcher babies open and it was god awful. <laughs> god, I remember that. They're just like, "You ready for Mister Danzig?" It's like <laughs> they really said that. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> what What was that fucking first band that was on that had uh, the guy had the fucking uh, chain link uh, oh, microphone stand? I don't remember, but you see a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those Zach fucking wild and Black yeah, Label really. Society? I did see Black Label Society over the Fillmore once because uh, he. I remember. It, Back in uh, middle school, seeing him for the first time, and he had the fucking chain chain guitar strap. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, "That's badass." <laughs> well, I know it. I was a Zach Wild stand when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, so it was like that god awful band, and then that chick band that he was saying, "Yeah, Butcher Babies." It was pretty bad. Yeah, that uh, that was a that was a weird <laughs> night. <laughs> now Danzig and the, the it was like the twentieth anniversary of like his solo debut, so he did Something a lot of like those that. too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was actually a really cool set. Um, some of the previous tours, they had done a little bit more Misfit songs, mm-hmm. um, but this one was a, it was it wasn't a legacy show, but yeah. it was like with Capasan an anniversary of something. It was like the first album, so he did yeah, or like something so, like that. Yeah, so he did a lot of twenty five years. Something it was yeah. What was it? Fifteen? No, no it could. It was 14, 13, 14. I think uh, first Danzig record came out in 88, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So it probably was. And those first three Danzig records are fucking solid. Yeah, 2013 probably would have been 25 years. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, 25 year anniversary. So he was focusing on a lot of that. And then he was saying he was going to have Doyle. So I'm sitting here going, fuck yeah, the one Danzig record I like is the first record. Yeah. So uh-huh. if we're celebrating that, that's going to be the set I want to hear. Plus, this is probably the closest thing that's ever going to happen to a Mistress <laughs> reunion. So I've got to go see it. <clears throat> and yeah, that, that was next to hmm, next to Dropkick Murphys. That was the roughest crowd I'd ever been. <laughs> Remember you saying, uh, telling a story about... Um, Getting knocked around at the Danzig show. Yeah, because and like 
you elbowed some dude in the mouth or something. No, it wasn't in the mouth. It was definitely the gut or something. No, you just he was just kept intentionally shoving. Yeah. Me. And it was just one of those where I'm just like, I am sick of this. And just finally I did like that. And it's like <laughs> I felt him up against it. And he just finally fucking stopped. No, but yeah, that was a really fun one. Because he started it out by playing a good chunk of the first album, a little bit of the second album. And then... He kind of alluded to the fact he understood why a lot of people that were there. He said something along the lines of, you've been waiting for this guy, hadn't you? And he's Right. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's time to call out the big man. I know. He you know. stomping right. Okay, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, and then they just blister through, like, I think, like, six or seven Misfit songs without stopping, essentially. Damn. And, then, and then Doyle's just like, he just kind of walks off, like, "Hey, I did my thing." Yeah, and just walks away. Kind of black lights a little bit. Comes back up. How the gods kill, and then a few more songs. Then and then Doyle comes did, uh, out for like one more for the encore. Astro Zombies, I think. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. That sounds cool as fuck. I'm kinda yeah, glad I missed it. And, and it's like as soon as fucking the first note was hit for what I think Halloween was the first song they kicked it off with for the Misfits set. I think so. As soon as that fucking drum roll started. Wherever you were, you were in the opposite side of the room by the time Bonfire's <laughs> Burning Bright started. <laughs> it's like as soon as that drum roll hit, <laughs> the crowd just started fucking going. <laughs> no joke. Well, it's probably one of the rougher crowds you had ever been in. Um, I saw... Um, <laughs> Body bags. Nah. I saw... Nah, um, this can get pretty nutty. 2004, Bloody. I think. At Tremont, I saw um, Mushroom Head with Dope and... Um, I bet that was wild. Soil. Crowd-wise. And then there was like another... I think there was two more bands. It was really wild. Um, cause I remember one band was promoting that they were on the uh, Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack. But it was okay. it was wild. Like I was, I was, <laughs> Imagine I was, if that's your claim right. to fame. I was up at the, I was up at the front, this and I just peak. remember getting like pushed into the, the barrier. I was like, this fucking sucks. And then... like. By the time Mushroom Head came on, I was pushed over in front of the monitor. So it was just all night I had that fucking bass just like thumping through me. And I'm like, God, this fucking sucks. <laughs> but it was pretty think. cool though. I got I caught a couple picks and I thought Dope was really cool. Yeah. Um, I thought they put on a decent show. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The Tool crowd pissed me off. Um, <laughs> Were there a bunch of tools? A bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> low-hanging fruit i don't oh, care back, <laughs> back so to earlier you asked me what was the probably the biggest show i've been to um i, f I just remember he said tool so i won tickets to see tool on 106.5's like midday like uh after work t uh yeah not tv show but radio show yeah, yeah. when jackman stuff i won tickets to see tool i went and saw them in greenville south carolina never won anything it was awesome I want tickets to see Godsmack, Days of the New, John Mayer, oh my. Rocky DVD. What? And how are you, how are I want you everything. How's I want the everything. most random. I want everything. Bunch of prizes. It was, it was, I won like the jackpot, and then. Uh, oh, I thought these were like individual oh, no, no. No, wins. No, no, sorry, I won everything in the, like, the jackpot. Okay, I, 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 I literally thought, won Jackman stuff. That's okay. what I heard too. Like every like every time I call in, I'd win something. Yeah, that's no. what I was hearing. No, like you kept awesome. like winning all this stuff. I'm like, how? <laughs> I don't know what happened to the Rocky DVD. I never used the uh, gift certificate. Yeah, I went and saw Godsmack. They were it was decent. I, their drum battle was pretty cool. That's one thing I remember. I like them, them in middle school. So I mean, um, their drummer is actually probably one of the. It's like objectively, he's a great drummer, and I liked Godsmack when I was in high school too. He uh, kind of made me want to play drums. I just really like. There's a video, 
I can't remember the name of the song, but I just remember watching him. Like, Man, that dude makes the drumming look fucking badass. <laughs> I was going to say, you actually kind of led into something I was wanting to ask a little earlier, which was, when did you start playing drums? Um, I started playing drums in 2003. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like, like I said, I was kind of like a fan. Um, Joey Jordison of Slipknot. Um, Dave Grohl like with Nirvana. Godsmack's um, drummer. Godsmack's drummer. Um Lars from Metallica, even. What, what did the drummer do to have to God smack him for? <laughs> uh. Sorry. Well, you just, you're like, yeah, God smack drummer. Then, uh, <laughs> he must have been a bad drummer. Hail Towards the him. end of eighth grade, I got into the Misfits, and that was like what I started playing was um, the Misfits. I didn't know anything about them. I'd seen them uh, in a couple of music magazines for. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Jerry's strings, and I was like, "Oh uh, yeah, man, yeah. these guys are gonna be heavy as hell." <laughs> and I heard him, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I was like, "What a fucking!" I was like, "I was kind of let down a little bit." And I was like, "Wait, wait a minute, this is pretty good music, though." What What was the first song you remember hearing? Um, I think it was uh, "Night of Living Dead." Or really? Is it "Night of Living Dead"? So like drum build up. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. That's the first song I heard, and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> that's that's actually a really odd one to pick because that's one of the most lower quality, muffly sounding ones. I was gonna say mine was like everybody else's I think the last. The second press. one was "Dig Up Her Bones." Yeah, and I remember still on Graves. <laughs> and I remember watching the video, and I was thinking, I saw something online that said something about Danzig. I didn't know anything about Danzig. I just knew the name. I knew it was like like a band. Yeah, or a right. guy, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, they got Danzig in the band." I thought Michael Graves was Danzig for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so the uh, so the vocal change or like his uh, vocal tone difference. Yeah, I was just like, different. "Oh, this this guy really." Yeah, I like this Glenn Danzig yeah. guy. I was like, "Man, he's." I was like, "He's has some really weird vocal range." <laughs> <laughs> I like his. I like the way he sings on these newer records. <laughs> no, I, I'm. I don't know how long ago it was, but I, I think I briefly explained it. First time really hearing Misfits, Mom was trying to get me into um, different kind of punk. Because at that point, I was heavy into Kiss. And she was like, what do you think of this? And it was the Ramones. I was like, I like it. She's like, what about Sex Pistols? I was like, I don't know about this. I don't like his voice. <laughs> and, um, and then I just kept hearing about the Misfits. And so next time we went to the CD store, she picked me up Earth AD. So that was my first experience was that entire album. Oh yeah, and it, it was it felt really odd though because again I had fallen into the Ramones and there's a song on the record "Too Tough to Die" called "I'm Not Afraid of Life," and I'm listening to that one and this was around the time she was trying to you know get me educated on different stuff and she goes, "This sounds like the Misfits." Now I don't know if you've heard the Ramones song. It's a very slow plodding you know kind of open chord kind of song. Okay, sounds more like a Danzig solo song. Gotcha. And so she's like, this is what the Misfits sound like. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'd be curious to, you know, hear what they actually sound like. So then she buys me Earth AD. Which is like the thrashier album. Thrashiest shit, you know, they've got. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, I'm not entirely sure if I like the Misfits. Because this doesn't sound like that Ramon song that I wasn't a big fan of to begin with. It sounded more like a hardcore I'm, record. Yeah, and I wasn't into hardcore or anything yeah. super fast like that yet. And I was like, ah, hey, whoo. I, uh, whoo. <laughs> I don't know if I like the Misfits. Fast forward a few years later, playing Tony Hawk 2, or Tony Hawk Underground 2. And My Chemical Romance had a version of Astro Zombies. 
And I remember going, I yep. don't like My Chemical Romance, but I like Astro rules. Zombies. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because I think I called you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you okay. did. Yeah, so I was like, I like this song, but I don't like this band. And then I figured out it was the Misfits. I was like, oh, bought Collection 1. I was like, okay, yeah. so never I mind. <laughs> I like the Misfits. Yeah. But to tie in, to add a little bit extra to that, which is what made me think of it, by the time I discover YouTube, I'm searching Misfits stuff. And I find a bunch of old Danzig material, so I'm like, oh, I like this. But I keep seeing American Psycho and... With the way the thumbnail was saved, especially in early YouTube, mm-hmm. it was the clip where Graves is getting thrown into the padded room yep. in the straight jacket. Yeah. So the screenshot was kind of like of him hunched over like that. And it was really hard to tell, and it looked like an old horror movie kind of thing. He looked like Dr. Jekyll kind of in that video. He did, but just in the thumbnail, yeah. it looked like it could have been like an old slasher film. And mm-hmm. I was still a little squeamish to like the slasher side of like horror. Yeah. So, and I had already found a few things Danzig era, like fan edits that was like heavy with horror stuff. Cause, <laughs> so I'm just sitting here going, if that's official stuff, I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, finally felt froggy enough one day. I was just like, I'm curious. So I click oh, it. God. And it's like campy as hell. But now yeah. I'm just like, oh. This is like well produced. And who is that, this guy? Yeah. And all of a sudden, this looks I'm, real. Yeah, and I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> and that just opened up a brand new thing. And then the first song I remember liking from that era was "Don't Open Till Doomsday." It's a great song. Dude. That that was the first one I really latched onto and was like, fuck yes, I like this. It's a great song. That was actually my first um, Misfits record was "American Psycho." Really? So "American Psycho" versus "Famous Monsters." Uh, American Psycho has a a good couple, like five songs from the from the opening mm-hmm. to about I guess around like track seven. Okay, and then it, it falls off, and like kind of like grabbing you, grabbing right. your attention. Um, I think front to back for Famous Monsters is good. I I would. With famous monsters over. I was gonna America say, is Elena and, Crims- and Crimson Ghost are on uh, Famous Monsters, or is uh, what, where were the two you just said? Helena uh, and uh, okay, yeah. the first, the first, was like, is there Elena and uh, <laughs> I thought he was, I was like, I don't know of any song called Atlanta. Helena's on Famous Monsters, and the other Crimson one's Ghost on, is Crimson. on the yeah, gotcha. So, you like Crimson Ghost, yeah. <laughs> it rips. That's one of my least favorite on that record. I mean, I like, oh, I was stoked when he played that live. I do like the whole. I do. I do like the whole record, but never gonna give me. Never gonna give me. Never gonna give me on the crazy girl. Stupid as hell. No, it's so, catchy. So, I like, quick, uh, so quick recap, just so in case cap, because you know of the songs, but you don't know what records they're on. Right. Uh, American Psycho has the title track, Speak of the Devil, Walk Among Us, The Hunger, From Hell They Came, Dig Up Our Bones, Black Light, Resurrection, The Silent Earth, Crimson Ghost, Day of the Dead, Haunting, Mars Attacks, Hate the Living, Love the Dead, Shining, and Don't Open Till Doomsday. Do you remember CDs that would have like 20 songs? And- oh, yeah. And the bonus <laughs> track on there. Hell Night. Yes, Hell Night. Which is tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then Famous Monsters had uh, their intro song, and then Forbidden Zone, Lost in Space, Dust to Dust, Crawling Eye, Witch Hunt, Scream, Saturday Night, Pumpkinhead, Scarecrow Man, Die Monster Die, Living Hell, Descending Angel, Them, Fiend Club, Hunting Humans, Helena, and the outro song. There's some jams on that one, too. Dust to Dust rips. 
Yeah. I love that fucking song. Helena's probably my favorite song from that era. Yeah. <clears throat> so for that alone, you'd wind up saying But there's more monsters. good songs on the first one. You think there's more good songs on the first yeah, one? Yeah, that I like can remember. Like which ones? Um, said American Psycho. Uh-huh. List them off again. Uh, Speak of the Devil, Walk Among Us, Hunger, Hell They Came, Dig Up Her Bones. Dig Up Her Bones is a good one. Black Light, Resurrection, The Silent Earth, Crimson Ghost, yeah. Day of the Dead. really, really good. Haunting, Mars Attacks, Hate the Living, Love the Dead, Shining, Don't Open Till Doomsday. There's still so many songs. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> 17 songs, 39 minutes. <laughs> they had that cut. I never listened to it. I never listened to Cuts from the Crypt, but they had that. and that, But didn't that have like, what, like? I had like 20. 20 songs yeah. that were cut from the American Psycho Session? So, okay, so I did have Cuts from the Crypt. That's one of my favorite releases of theirs of I've that, heard that era. i a few people. So what it was is the first handful of tracks were from a digital EP or like a vinyl EP that either didn't get released or got released in limited run and like was super unavailable. But it was called the Mars Attack Sessions. Gotcha. And it had working versions of... Uh, Haunting, Dead Kings Rise, uh, Abominable Dr. Fives, which was a uh, Christ the Conqueror song. Okay. You remember Christ the Conqueror? No. Oh, I got to show you that before you leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> remind me, please. Okay. Don't, lo- don't let me forget that one. You will love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so an old rework of that song and a handful of others. And those versions are the versions, like especially the version of the haunting, so much better than the record version. And oh, yeah. it's on YouTube, so you can find it. Yeah, I need to go listen to it. And then there's a demo of Scream, which sucks ass. It's like an electronic drum kit, um, uh, okay. kind of like Michael Graves' demo. It's really bad. But there's a few others, and then it rounds out with the Jerry Fitz, Jerry, Dez, and Marky playing Rise Above. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. No, it's actually Jerry, Dez, and Robo. That's what it was, okay. playing Rise Above at the end. But no, Marky played drums on the Project 1950. Yes. But not with uh, Dez or anything like that. With Dez. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dez plays guitar on that Dez record. Who you like Marky and Dez, but they they were in the same lineup? Or Who'd you think plays guitar? 1950s, yeah. Who'd you okay. think plays guitar on 1950s? Uh, I'm just thinking of different releases and different because no, uh, Dez, Dez, Dez was in, in a mis- he was in a Misfits lineup too. That is the Misfits. It's Project right. 1950s. Yeah. Okay, because so, he came in when 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 Doyle and Jerry had their falling out. Dez came in and played guitar. Okay, mm-hmm. I and saw then, that lineup like early. I mean, it was like 2005 when I saw him. I had a buddy of mine open uh, up for that lineup. I think uh, yeah, back in 2013 in Knoxville. It was with Dez and uh, Robo Jerry. Dez and Jerry, and then I think they got ended up getting rid of. Robo, because he had some visa issues. Yeah, like, oh, okay. And yeah. Des was wearing like face makeup and shit like that too, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yeah. It's funny Poor though, because I have a picture of him somewhere floating around. Um, I used to like be clean shaven all the time, um, and I remember taking the picture, and I didn't shave, and I was like, man, I look like a fucking asshole because I have like a five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. And I remember taking a picture with Dez. I'm like, this is picture's ruined because I look like a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) And then like six months later, I don't shave at all. And then I have like basically what Alex has on his face. (laughs) God. Leading into like uh, the end of junior year. I probably would have been more excited to meet Dez than Jerry. I didn't meet. I Jerry was on stage, and I was like, "Fuck that! I'll meet Des." <laughs> Everybody was waiting in line, and you had to get up. You had to like crawl up on the stage and get your picture and get yeah. your. Yeah. Nobody's bringing Misfits records to Des. They're bringing like, their I Black ain't. Flag shit. I was like, "Hey man, I was like, you play guitar? That's cool." Yeah. Des, I was like, "Let me get a picture." <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, I play guitar for 30 years, asshole. He's <laughs> like, well, I know you for the past two years, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, like what Jared said, so when uh, Doyle hopped out, Des hopped in, and right. then when Chud left, Marky hopped in. Okay. Well, Chud and uh, Doyle, both le- they both quit mid-set. Yeah, but Chud came back for a minute. Did he? Okay, I yeah, know he, that. Yeah, he came back for a minute, and there was a few shows, and it's on YouTube, that it was only like maybe two or three shows but it was Jerry, Dez, Doyle, and Chud. Weird. Yeah. There was a hmm. handful of shows with a four-piece, and Jerry was in the center. Dez was on one side, Doyle was on the other, and Chud was on drums. Crazy. That sounds pretty killer, actually. Yeah, it, it was really odd. watch those videos? Um, I think they're like in Brazil. It's when uh, Graves, I think it was either he left for a little bit, and they had like the filling guy. Mike Hideous. God damn, he looked like a retard. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Mike hideous. He looked like a gothed out SM bondage dude. Yeah. Uh, he looked really like odd. someone trying to play Michael Graves. Uh-huh. <laughs> sounds and was like, doing a horrible job at it. Sounds like a Marilyn Manson wannabe because of the times. Yes. Kind yes, of, a Marilyn yeah. Manson wannabe with a devil Just lock. Just like full, fully clothed. Mm-hmm. And the and his devil right. lock. Okay, so imagine hair about as long as Jared's. Yeah, my, my length, but like yeah, but like the Jerry and Doyle lock. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he pulled it all back, yeah. like all the way, oh and then God. had it like tied off. Oh no! So it's like he just had like long, like Peter Steele hair, <sighs> but then like just pulled it all forward into a double lock. I need to. Yeah, I'm gonna look that he up. Doesn't sound that good, and he looks no. looks even worse. He looks. <laughs> does he look hideous? Yeah. <laughs> he fits his name. He fits his uh, name well. <laughs> nah. So. It's been the Misfits I'll, podcast. I was gonna say today. I love how this turned into Misfits cast. I'm, I'm not hating it. I was such a late bloomer in the Misfits. I didn't get, get into them until like uh, mid 20s when I started doing the radio show, and they would bring in Misfits songs and be like, "Oh, that's what they sound like," and shit yeah. like that. And not the Metallica or Guns N' Roses covers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, we can thank Metallica and Guns N' Roses for making Misfits famous. I guess because oh, yeah. <laughs> no one gave two shits about them before that. No. <laughs> it's like everyone wants to glorify those old shows, but it's like go watch those old shows on YouTube. It's a fucking disaster. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I was tra- everyone's out of tune, they're playing like. When I tried to go down YouTube rabbit holes when it first became a thing and wanted to look up Misfits songs, all I had to choose from were the Michael Graves era and those shitty live videos. Uh huh. You know, it's like From feedback the and era. attitude the entire yeah. goddamn time. Even Evil Live, that was supposed to be like, you know, hey, let's <laughs> let's get something decent live out there. It's like that's still like hot garbage mess. <coughs> now they got a good drummer and can uh, <coughs> play arenas. And actually, kind of on that note, to kind of wrap things up, kind of make it roundtable discussion with these new Misfit shows. And speaking of Evil Live, what do you think if they did a new live record? I'd be cool with that. I would, yeah. And I'll tail that into, is there a need for live records anymore? Uh, No. No, but... All right, so what just happened here? I will say... It would be cool, though. For the the fans, it would be awesome, and it would sell... It would be like a new Misfit record. They could literally press that to vinyl, and people would buy the hell out of it. Oh, I'd buy it. I would. I'd probably buy two copies. I'd buy three. Actually, I bought uh, the last caliber, uh, <laughs> the uh, how- recent Calibri's album, Flee the Light. Mm-hmm. I bought two copies. One but- to keep closed, completely closed, and mm-hmm. one to play. I've done that. <laughs> Do you keep the raw tracks from those Misfits shows in case Danzig's voice isn't up to snuff like we were talking about? But you said it's gotten better, so I could be Yeah, just- I think in these last two shows, they got a lot better. 
Because live albums can be tricky like that. I'd buy any. I don't care if it sounds like ass. <laughs> I'd buy it still. I'd fucking Put it in the vinyl. I'll buy it. Do it, goddammit! <laughs> and I think the fact that Lombardo's playing drums with him is helping out quite a bit, yeah. too. Yeah, because he's an extremely underage. I'm honestly surprised they don't talk about that more. Because I remember after those first, like, what, three shows that were booked together, I remember after those first three were finished and they booked the fourth one, people were going, who's going to play drums? Because they weren't really saying it was yeah. him. And no one knew it was him until, like, he posted a photo from Soundcheck. There were yeah. rumors and they were like, about oh, it and stuff. okay, but... he is playing. And now at this point, everyone's just kind of accepted that he's just going to constantly play. But He should play. Of course. If I have him play, and you can't really take a chance with Robo, but, I mean, I would... I'd kill to see fucking Robo up there with those three. But you saw those shows. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, Robo... He's a garbage yeah. drummer. He's a garbage I, I, he's, he's very important to punk history, especially between that and Black Flag, because he played mm-hmm. in that a long time, too. And it's like, he was great then, but just, I don't know. Ever since he started playing in the Misfits again, it was yeah. garbage. Just for nostalgia purposes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, still. And they got uh, AC Slade playing backup guitar, don't yep. they? Yeah, to uh, round so. out everything. Because mm-hmm. Doyle just kind of goes up there like, and just hits chords whenever yeah. he wants to because he's <laughs> a wild man. I think AC sings backups too, if I'm mistaken, because yeah. if you go watch the footage from the uh, New York Madison Square Garden show, Jer- uh, Danzig's pulling the mic away from his face as he's singing, but people are still singing, and Jerry's across the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know who else it could be. It has to be AC, or they have a yeah. or they have someone behind the curtain singing. No, I'm glad he, they don't he hide does, him. Yeah, he he does have a microphone. They don't hide him. He's just he's he's like behind he's like Jerry. against yeah he's just against the stacks. He's like, he's like yeah he's like directly beside Lombardo, and he's the, not hidden. And at first, when like the first show or two happened, and I saw he was on secondary guitar, I was like, that's cheap, that's yeah. dumb. It just at first it did not sit with me well, until I saw a live version of Die Die My Darling. When his role, all his role was, was to sit there with that feedback doing that, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. you're you're welcome to he's, stay. He's you make, can stay. He's making it sound like the record. Yep, yeah, I'm yeah, like, he gets okay, to, he gets to never fill mind. in those, uh, yep. those holes too. <laughs> and I was like, never mind. I'm totally cool with this. If I get to see that and I get to hear Dada and my darling with those cool little poppy feedback things, yes, you're welcome to stay up there. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like doing the extra feedback and slides during like London Dungeon yep. and shit like that. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Because of course, Danzig, I mean, Doyle's doing like the burn, yeah. but he's doing the wee, wee, yeah. And I'm just like, yes, thank you. <laughs> he gets to do whatever the hell he wants because of AC Slade. That's right. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we might as well just wrap this up. It's been a nice little secondary. Like post Halloween episode, kind of yeah. Yeah, body right. bags misfits themed. Yep. <laughs> Little bit of fillings in there. But before we wrap on up, it is time for us to dig on into our Spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. <laughs> Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. Which I guess technically, you kind of already gave us yours. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, I've been listening to Famous Monsters. <laughs> yeah. And in sync. <laughs> I, haven't listened, I haven't been listening to any of that. <laughs> um, lately, I've been listening to... Uh, I've been, I listened to a bunch of shit. 
at work. But uh, I wrote down some highlights because I knew you guys were going to ask. I've been listening to the Calibri's Flee the Light. They released it back in uh, September. It's amazing if you haven't got if you haven't got a chance to listen to it. That one yet. That's, like, that, that's one of the few bands. Don't shoot me. I've not really fallen down that rabbit hole yet. It's like that's okay. the that's the name I've always seen around yeah. because they're so closely associated with that camp and you yep. know just the fan base in general. Gotcha. So it's like I've always seen the name, but that's just one of the few I hadn't really done a deep dive. But since it is a new record, probably check that out because I always like checking out bands when they do a new record. That way, it's kind of a okay. If I were to see them live, this is the kind of sound they're gonna have. Kind and of you thing. like uh, multiple aspects of media they released a video for every song right if you'd want to check out their youtube channel okay word um and then also what i've been listening to is uh the new wildlife neon nightmare yeah uh, i'm just losing the or whatever yeah (laughs) i'm just losing whatever yeah Yeah, and then uh you were texting me about that going like i can't stop listening to this fucking song it's fucking great and then uh run my way back through out, out on your block and um I've been listening to some Tiger Army. Their new, their new record is called Retro Future, and uh, mm-hmm. it's really good. There's a song uh, Valentina that really sticks out, and it's really, really good. Okay, we're now. I keep seeing that one uh, being talked about, but I hadn't looked it up it's yet. Really good. And then they, uh, I think, like a year ago, maybe a little longer, they did um, a uh, cover. Tiger Army did a. I don't know if it's a whole album. Is uh, all three songs the EP. Three songs were covers. I they uh, covered Lana Del Rey, and they did uh, "Dark Paradise" by her, and it's really, really good. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, Captain, what the hell you been listening to? Uh, I can't remember if I've talked about the Michael Monroe record on the show before, but I can't stop listening to that one. <laughs> cool. It's probably my favorite record of the year so far. It's really? called uh, "One Man Gang," and it's just really good all the way yeah. through. From uh, Hanoi Rocks, he's just been these last three or four records he's been putting out have been like really solid, but this one might be my favorite one he's put out so far and it's been about a few weeks still haven't uh stopped listening to it we'll see if uh holds up by the end of the year and it might be my favorite that and a little bit of glucifer damn hell yeah automatic thrill (laughs) (laughs) no i was having to go through my recently played because i've just been going back and re-listening to a lot of stuff i've kind of already talked about but i actually (laughs) did find something in here that i've been meaning to do a shout out for a few times now uh war boys have their uh ep up on spotify now yes Uh, indeed old broad man hymnal and uh makes me vulgar uh so both of those songs are up on spotify now so check those out they're going to be part of the something good for you playlist if they're not already so yeah i've been listening to those because that's a damn good ep and that's one of those bands much like body bags that with every release they just keep getting better and it's like so far this is my favorite material of theirs it's, it's just solid as hell and bowman is such a whiz too mm-hmm. yep he mastered our record and it sounds fucking amazing oh, bowman yeah. hit me up i want to get you back on the show and talk shit oh geez that, that <laughs> i liked be, his episode yeah that'll be that'd be another two and a half hour one yeah. but i'd be i'd be ready for it. I actually we'll just be. bought a uh, snare drum from jordan um on saturday yes cool excellent I was going to say which one, because I know he had a few. Uh, it's a, uh, it's called like the Black Galaxy oh, Ludwig yeah. Acrylite. I was going to say, I remember that I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but I've kind of just fooled around with it, and it sounds exactly what I expect. 
Right, sorry, <laughs> I expect. It sounds exactly like what I'm looking for in a snare. It's uh, with that internal muffler. It's right. very dry. There's no there's no ringing. There's no nothing. And I'm really looking forward to getting it on the kit. Yeah, he's always had a really good tone because uh, I played with him for a short bit in uh, Biggie Stardust. And then, of course, seeing War Boys. Yeah. If he, I've always enjoyed his uh, drum tone. Mm-hmm. He's a good drummer tune. Well, yeah, I guess just a little bit of last-minute housekeeping. and kind of glossed over it in the last episode, but just give it a little bit of a better announcement uh, because next week, uh, November 9th, uh, we're going to be playing with the Queen City Rejects and the Van Huskins at Freeman's Pub in Gastonia. Uh, I don't think the fill-ins have played there yet. It's not next week because this will be tomorrow by the time this comes out. Would it be tomorrow? God damn, I'm already all out of sorts. Wait. This is going to come out on the 8th, right? No, this, com- this comes out on November 1st. November 1st is Friday. God, I'm not doing yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I'm all sorts of fucked up. Yeah, so, yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> come out tomorrow. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is what happens when we try recording too Time much travel. early. <laughs> We're recording too early. <laughs> too early in the week. <laughs> I like these weeknight podcasts, though. <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow, whenever the fuck it is, November 9th, Queen City Rejects and the Van Huskins, the Phil Lins, and Gastonia at Freeman's Pub. I was going to say, I know that I've played there with Biggie, but I'm not sure if the Phil Lins have played there. We haven't yet. So that was, Actually, yeah, I know for a fact we haven't. We had enough offers, but the drummer we were with at the time needed in-ear monitors, and they were oh, not able to offer that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is the first time we're really able to... I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we got that coming up, and then I reckon that would be about it. I've got a uh, Kelsey Ryan date on in December... Late December, it's on the face, it's on the, her social media pages at Kelsey Ryan Music and all that. You're slipping, man. Usually I am you have slipping. That date like in the holster, ready to. I'm roll. like, huh? I know. I'm I'm real terrible at it. She's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send her a message and tell her to listen to this one specifically. <laughs> oh, no, and um. What body bags days do we have coming up, or are there any left? I was gonna say uh, if, if we talk want about, to, if we want to talk about the one, we'll talk about the one. If we have to cut it, then we'll cut it. We'll cut it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I left enough cut there, room there, in case we needed to. <laughs> on uh, December seventh at the milestone, the body bags are playing, yes. and I believe there's a certain band. Mm-hmm. Does Alex want to talk about it? Yeah, it's gonna be the official Charlotte debut of Superjet. It's gonna Hell be yeah. awesome. Yes, yes, y'all. We're going to be doing the full shebang, the full set, because I know we did a Tommy's Pub set, but that was like, what, six songs? Six songs, kind of a little <laughs> teaser set, and a tiny little, uh, in, in uh, Tommy's Pub, I love Tommy's Pub, but we need a stage. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Tony I got two front men. <laughs> to- Tony kept knocking my guitar out of tune the entire night, because it's like, just from his elbow, he'd be like, thunk, I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> and Davey's like, pushed all the way up against the door, it yeah. was, it's a lot, so yeah. You so better you, play feeling good because the feelings never fucking play it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we did it up at the rim, so we I think we, we probably will. I'm pretty I sure. I hope we so. Will. I really like that song. Yeah, we actually still have to figure out the set list for that, but and I've heard happening. the new Fillin's record and it is amazing. Yes, I sent it to him recently. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm haven't heard any more of the Body Bags record aside I'll let from you that one to it. record. We're too busy chatting earlier. <laughs> <laughs> cool. No, I definitely want to hear fine. it. All right. 
But yeah, that's our housekeeping. Come out to all that shit if you want to come see us. Cap, do you have an outro for us? Uh, I'm going to kill these fucking Chick-fil-A Give nuggets. Give me one more, motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to eat on the mic. There's your outro. <laughs> production from the cult of days podcast network everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it